Cup of Tea Tales. My first job as a DJ. Hi-ho, silver lining, always got them on their feet. Summer nights and the icy kiss of winter frost. Discos at North Leeds Cricket Club, 1971-73. to 73. Youth clubs were also well and good, but eventually we progressed beyond them and one local attraction was North Leeds Cricket Club. Now, I never played cricket there, but many roundy schoolboys did. The club was ideally located on the edge of the soldiers' field, and it had, and probably still does have, a wonderful rural cricket club feel to it. When you were there, you'd almost no view of any part of the city, and yet it was located in the middle of bustling Leeds. From my recent ventures back in 2019, it appeared much as it did in the late 1960s, early 70s. The cricket club comprised a small, single-storey building, and most of it was taken up by the bar room, changing rooms and toilets. I well remember that one of the changing rooms also housed spare kegs of beer for the bar. It was relaxed and welcoming, and in order to raise funds, it used to hold regular disco nights for youths in the area. The main attraction of these were that the bar would be open, and there was a very, shall we call it, enlightened attitude to age regulations. The bar was always run by middle-aged members and wives, and certainly roundish school students and guests were welcome. If you looked very young, which I never did, Then the most they did was not allow you personally to buy alcoholic beverages, but they turned a blind eye on others buying them for you. The boys would mostly drink pints of lager or bitter. The girls tended to drink lager and lime, or lager and black currant, both of which are a strange combination. The big advantage for me and many others was that we lived in the locality, but some of our friends did come from Woodley, which made it less handy for them. As it was, I could walk there in about 30 minutes and walk home through Oakwood and Gipton Wood in probably 45 minutes. Why the discrepancy in time, you may well ask. Well, by the end of the evening, my walking would be less direct and my wandering gait could probably add almost half the distance again. The other reason was that if lucky, I may well have to go off my route and escort a young lady home and then head back. Oh, the days of chivalry. Well, that was how I hoped it appeared, but I may have had ulterior motives. The events were always well attended by pupils from roundy boys and girls' schools, and most people seemed to know each other, even if just by sight. Payment was made at the door, which was manned by a member of the club, usually a six-former or two. After paying, the top of the hand was stamped so that you could wander out and back in without having to pay again. This was fairly essential, as the temperature inside the club with a crowd of drinking and dancing teenagers could reach levels only found in Scandinavian saunas set on overload. The heat was matched by the noise. The music and forced shouted conversations strained even the loudest patrons, and eventually the peace and quiet of the outside world was a truly essential break. In summer, the atmosphere was heavenly. Soft insects calls the gentle buzz of the traffic on Princess Avenue, and maybe the occasional car on Old Park Road. There was the scent of cut grass and blossom from the flowering trees. Of course, you only experienced this if you mentally blocked out the thumping bass of whatever track was pumping out at the club. 
In winter, the air could cut the throat like a knife and clouds of mist escaped the mouths of any standing outside. The contrast with the heat of the inside couldn't have been any more extreme and I remember gazing up at the myriad stars. Sometimes, though, a thick fog would obscure the view of the road and the sounds were muffled and even more distant. Couples and groups would huddle together to maintain their core temperature, but certainly us boys never complained if it enforced close contact with the girls. I cannot say whether this area is a place of staggering beauty or whether it is in my memory of growing up there, but the seasonal changes to the trees on Old Park Road, the expanse of green playing fields and the magnificent very large houses conjure up a way of life that was tremendously appealing and still is. I had many acquaintances and friends who lived in the area around the two schools and their lives seemed very different from those of Hare Hills and Gipton where I lived and went to primary school. Above the roads there was a canopy of wonderful trees and they lined the roads and drives and the houses had grounds, not small gardens. Parkwood Avenue, Davis Avenue, the drive, North Park Road and many others made this area special and were home to many of my school friends and families. It certainly opened my eyes to how the other half lived, but it never made me envious and I was happy with my family and home. I can't remember how it happened, but I was asked to DJ some of the nights at the cricket club. There was a double record deck and it was just a matter of putting on the music that either the club had or the more up-to-date records that people brought to play. It was good fun and there would be a stream of girls asking for requests. The evening would always start out quite sedately, but as time passed and the alcohol was consumed, it became more raucous and the dancing wilder and noisier. There was one record that was always got a great reaction and it was in great demand towards the end of the evening and it was Hi-Ho Silver Lining by the guitarist Jeff Beck. I thought he'd written it, but when I checked it was actually written by American songwriters Scott English and Larry Weiss and released in 1967. I had no idea what the song was about at the time, and after checking the lyrics, I'm still not sure, but it was the song that always got everyone joining in with the chorus. I didn't get paid in cash for my services, but got free drinks for the evening. As a result, my skill as the DJ tended to suffer as the evening progressed, but no one seemed to notice or care. I'm afraid to say that my friends and I didn't always behave as well as we should have, and I do remember a keg of beer being opened with the end of an umbrella. This resulted in a fountain of beer spraying around the changing rooms. But there was no real damage, and no one seemed to know. Until now, that is. There were good times, and I never saw any aggression at any of these events, and licensing laws meant that the evening finished fairly early, Everyone just wanted to have a good time and let their hair down. I'm sure there would have been many sore heads the following morning. Our group of friends would tend to wander home together and we often cut through roundy school grounds. I remember that we would pass the weather station near the mansion building and relieve ourselves. On the following Monday, the rain gauge would often show several inches of heavy rain, despite there being no rainfall in the area. Such was our teenage sense of humour, particularly after a few pints of beer, and I do apologise for anyone who took the readings after the weekend.
Most nights I would have to choose between walking through Gipton Wood or taking the longer route up the steps opposite what was Turnway's garage. I almost always took the route through the wood. It's funny how your mood affects how you see the situation. Some nights I never gave it a thought and I took the most direct track and in time I got to learn where every route was that could cause you to trip. On other nights it was a really scary experience and you heard noises everywhere. I would often find myself walking faster and faster until eventually I was running. It was with a great sense of relief that I emerged out the far end and back onto the streets. The truth is that I never had any bad experiences but I can't speak about how safe it would be nowadays and I probably wouldn't encourage my own children to take the same route. We never listened to our parents, so I guess they wouldn't have listened to me. A friend of mine's printing work had a sign on the wall at the time saying, employ a teenager whilst they still know everything. I guess there was and still is a ring of truth in it. If you enjoy my stories, then you might like to know that there are two books available, The Cup of Tea Tales, The Early Years, and Another Cup of Tea, The Teenage Years, are available on Amazon and also on Kindle. 